0: Hello and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide, ready to rip into car stuff that's caught our eye this week. I'm James and with me is Matt, G'day. who's been determining whether good things come in small automotive packages. Ooh. And Crafty, saucy, who's been driving SUVs with things attached to the back of them. And we'll update you on Roger Ramjet and his eagles in this week's Muskwatch. Roger Ramjet. So stay with us. But first of all, some feedback and a victory. Um, last week, we put it out there that the best comment of the week should win one of our fabulous new Cars Guide caps. Nice. Flat brim cap. Very yeah. cool. On Very trend. Cool. Mad. And of course, our, <laughs> um, our regular Hammer Rocks just came Rocks. straight up and asked for the cap. Yes. Um, says, look, the cap would look good on his head, etc. Problem, <laughs> problem is, and it would. Problem is, Vintage Eagle came back with, "If you want to look like a total dork," oh. uh, which I I can't agree with. Gee. I mean, oh, Vintage Eagle. The Eagle's got his <laughs> opinion, and, and that's fine. <laughs> we stand up for his right to express it. But yeah. Jimbo, it's J I M eight O, so I can only presume it's Jimbo. Yeah. Said if Hammer Rocks doesn't get that hat, there's going to be a revolt. The bloke is a step away from earning a wage from you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they are. So there it is. Hammer oh, Rocks nice. gets the cap. Good on you, and, Hammer uh, Rocks. So, Hammer, if you want to send an email to comments at carsguide.com.au with your details, we will get it out to you. Congratulations. You, no, you, can, that's fine. you can wear it with pride. Good on you, mate. <laughs> now, M4, let's yeah. move on. Yes. We're going to talk about small cars. So wow. open up the conversation. What's okay. been happening in that part of the world? Well, that's that's you.
1: the big question. What is happening yep. with small cars? Now, I've done some some figures. Uh, sales this year down nearly 20% in the small, small car, car segment. Wow. Yep. Now, the market's down 8.1%, but obviously you can tell by the 20% figure that things have dropped off the cliff Mm. for small cars. Mm. Uh, We've seen quite a bit of news in the last couple of weeks around what's happening with different brands and what they're doing with different models in their ranges in terms of their small car offering. And uh, it's kind of... Scary reading if you like small cars and you think they have a yep. place. Yeah, um, Things like the uh, Renault Megane, the range has been cut down to just the sporty models. Yes. Uh, um, so there's a good reason for that. Um, they had a sedan and a wagon and a hatchback, and the lower grade models are gone. So sure. essentially they only sold 15, up to the end of May, 15 Examples of, of any of
0: the Magan models that ones. weren't sporty. So for the best part of half a year, fifteen cars across three 15. different variants. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: yeah. that's unreal, isn't it? That's a that's that's devastating to them. And practical cars,
1: you know, sure, yeah, and sure, decent, not the best cars in the world, but yeah. decent and cars. and not
0: exorbitantly priced. Yeah, either exactly. You know, they're in the market. price wise, or maybe not.
1: There's still deals out there if you like the look of a Magan sedan or <laughs> right, hatch, yeah. you can get a decent price. And uh, that's compared to. 155 sporty versions so mm. that gives yeah. you a bit of an idea of where people are in that brand space
0: it's interesting isn't it it, it begs the question do you play to your strength or, or pick up your weaknesses yeah mm-hmm. you know so if they're becoming known as a sporty car brand which of course they are mm-hmm. particularly with the RS models and what have you Okay. Yeah. Cut the dead wood. We're going to concentrate on our best chance of success with yep. these ones.
1: Do yeah. what you do and do it well. I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so that that's exactly what they've done. Uh, we've seen the Holden Astra, uh, you know, the all singing, all dancing, all failing Holden Astra. Sure. Um, that sure. you know was here to basically be the
0: stalwart thing uh, for Holden in the past. Sounds like car my segment. theatrical career. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all singing all dancing all, all failing. oh failing, yeah. dear
2: <laughs> i saw the one man show that you did it was uh, it's pretty ordinary it had
0: the drum on the back it was pretty and ordinary, the symbols yeah. between That's the knees right. yeah. i
2: don't know why there was a snake in there but anyway it was <laughs>
0: pretty uh, ordinary
1: all right Carry so on, Matt. Uh, the astra the wagon and the sedan version of that car are gone yep. Yep. um and you know that you can see if you look around for deals you will find some amazing deals on astras that are just ridiculous for the car like it's a decent car um, and you know the sedan and wagon they were always going to fight an uphill battle there. You know, the sedan was essentially taking the place of the cruise, Yes. Which in itself was a bit of a dud. Yep. Um, and so not really surprised to see the wagon. Because it's
0: interesting gone. that the sedan and wagon have gone. Because in looking at small sedans recently, I was surprised at actually how many competitors there are in that market. Yeah. That, that there are quite a few small sedans out there. Mm-hmm. And I would have thought that the volume would be modest. It you is. You know, at best. Yeah. So if you're going to cut, they're the ones that will probably... Go, yeah. yeah exactly. exactly.
1: Um,
2: what's your take on this, though? Are, are people looking at now small compact SUVs or that, are they, uh, are, you know, are people just shifting their whole focus? Exactly. From,
1: that's exactly what's happening. People uh, are shifting away from the passenger car, traditional style cars like sedans. Um, I mean, Volkswagen, Jetta, gone. Um, you also look at the Mitsubishi Lancer, it's gone. Mm. Um, it's gone on more of a global uh, basis than... Yeah. There's still the Grand Lancer, sold in some parts of Asia, um, but we aren't getting that car, and looks not, like they won't. We're not grand enough. No, but yep. the, does Mitsubishi care? Mm. No, because nah. they've got the ASX, yeah. which they sell at the same price as yeah. the Lancer was. And it's was. going yeah. like a train. It's yep. huge. Yep. The yep. sales of that thing are huge. And also, obviously, Nissan Pulsar was here, and you know, we never got the updated hatchback. We thought we were going to get it. We never got it. Mm. Um, the old one that we got, the sedan and hatch, was a bit of a... Hmm. Um Anyway. <laughs> That's polite. But then, then you've got the flip side of things. You've got the Kia Cerato. Yeah. Uh, which is going from strength to strength. You look at the sales of that car, the deals that you can get on that car. Yep. Um, fantastic. I mean, $20,000 drive away, automatic mm. with AEB, with, you know, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Why wouldn't you
0: buy one? Yeah, and also yeah. at the top of the market, you've still got you know your Corolla and and Mazda three yeah. being mm. very strong sellers. Precisely yeah, those, those two brands. Yeah. Precisely.
1: So, but Cerato, um, it's going from strength to strength at the expense of vehicles like the Soul which Uh, was that odd bod, high-riding, boxy thing that should have been marketed as an SUV, but they never had the smarts to do it. And the Rondo, which was the compact MPV thing. But there is also the new Seltos SUV coming from Kia, which might impact Serato's success a little bit. Sure. Um, Then you've got Hyundai. Obviously, they've got the... Like you were saying before, they've got a bunch of different models in a segment that is
0: sort sure. of I was saying, nothing. I was saying, if you created a Venn diagram of some of their models, the overlap in the center yeah. is pretty substantial. Yeah. So they're, they're, if you fill enough niches, they're going to overflow. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and you will cannibalize other models. So you have to manage for that, I would have thought. Yeah. yeah. And so you've got
1: El- Elantra, i30, and Ionic, all of which are going pretty well. Elantra isn't doing anywhere near as well as it was a few years ago, but that could have something to do with the facelift, which isn't to all tastes. Mm. Yep. Ionic, we have to applaud. Uh, we, we've talked about it a lot internally here about how Hyundai has managed to offer um, a, an electric hybrid and plug-in hybrid car in one body shape and that's the first they're the first to do it you know yeah. they've they've gone and the prices aren't pre. exorbitant
0: uh, no. you know sadly the the Kona that's a kind of electric flagship and it's a lot of money for what it is the Kona mm, electric yeah, yeah, but yeah. that Ionic, yeah it's a really good option
1: yeah mm, really yeah. impressive value um then you've got the Toyota Corolla um we've got the new sedan version of the Corolla coming later this year which no doubt will be um a big fleet seller mm. uh, it'll do pretty well there and then they've got Prius which is sort of just there, um, yeah. it's yeah. not really doing anything. I mean, the the way that Corolla Hybrid is going, and the Corolla Sedan Hybrid, yeah. you'd almost think that Prius might be waving goodbye uh, in the near future. Sure, um, it's
0: done its job, yeah, over various generations, exactly breaking in the hybrid technology, making yeah. it, you yeah. know, the norm. Yep,
1: yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. And so then there's Mazda, of course, Mazda three, it goes nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but even so, this new generation version. As good as it looks, as, well, some people think it looks, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> it's still in, in a bit of a decline compared to what it was doing a few years ago. Like, yeah. two or three years ago, Mazda 3 was the top-selling car so in the So it country.
0: feels like the pool is shrinking. There's still some big fish in there, but the the water is diminishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But the, I think the thing, the, the light at the end of the tunnel is, oh, if you can call it that, if you think SUVs are better than hatchbacks, then... There's more choice there yeah, than ever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. the flip side. There's so many new small SUVs yeah, coming. Yeah. And that, they are all the time, yeah. Yeah. And
0: it'd be great to hear from people watching or listening. Yeah. You know, if they're in the midst of that decision, um, do we actually want a hatch or sedan type small car mm-hmm. or are we better off with an SUV? Just some of the thoughts that are coming to your mind. You know? Yeah. What, what What are your priorities? That'd be fantastic.
1: Yeah. And there's. I mean, this brings into the um, the whole discussion around the crossover models like we I've traditionally thought uh, uh, Nissan Qashqai is the example of a crossover model because it's sort of a hatchback but it sits higher so it's yep. essentially an SUV yeah. Yeah. and there's so many more of those models popping
0: up now and they're all front wheel drive and, and look, yeah. when all yeah. said and done they're just words yeah. you know, like these categories are, are somewhat you know nominal yeah, um, people will make up their own mind what suits them. They don't probably care whether it's called an SUV or a hatch or whatever. just yeah. just whatever suits their needs. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah exactly. So it's a very interesting part of the market, and obviously we we think that there's still a lot of people out there who want to know about small cars. Um, they might not necessarily always be shopping for SUVs. So we've got a bit of small car content coming soon. Very good. To follow up on Richard Berry's very uh, entertaining... Uh, sporty sporty hatch. <laughs> sporty hatch comparison. <laughs> including yes. giraffes. If you like giraffes. Yeah. You Where should, can you see that? Uh, that's oh. it. Uh, <laughs> either at carsguide.com.au or at yeah. youtube.com.au. Oh, good. I'll
2: go check money it out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, look, we, we will move on. Thank yes. you very much, Matt. Crafty.
2: Speaking of small. Ah,
0: let's move on to your <laughs> wow. good self. Uh, well, one of the vehicles that um, you've been dealing with is small. The other one, not so much. Not so much, you, yeah. You've, you've put a couple of cars together. Tell us what's going on.
2: Uh, we went out um, recently uh, into the bush. Yes. Uh, did some hardcore four-wheel driving in what are uh, generally considered genuine four-wheel drives. Yep. Uh, one a compact, the Jimny. Yes. Everyone's gone mad over that thing, oh. uh, as did I uh, with sort of <laughs> – with with some degree of reservation, um, uh, and the other one is the Wrangler, the Wrangler Overland. Yeah, so right. they're both two door, technically three door. I know maybe Te- that's technicalities. your Technicalities. And
0: and each fresh to the market. So uh,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the the Jimny fresh ish. Yes. Um, and the Overland, yeah, yeah, more sort of recent. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say uh, both petrol, mm-hmm. and both a ton of fun. To drive
0: Great. uh
2: maddie was with me we did some uh, pretty sort of decent stuff including some rock steps a uh, fairly decent uh, hill is that
0: like dubstep <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: correct whoa, 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 whoa. That, <laughs> that, you, that you'd hear at the disco tech that's right again. you're
0: not getting a ear in <laughs> these shoes
2: mate D, dj marvin think again um uh, I mean, you know, like a rocky hill, a hill, yes. a hill essentially made of rocks gotcha. uh, that you step
1: up, that you yep. step up and down, or down. down.
2: Great. <clears throat> um, I was a little bit concerned about the chimney because it is very light. Yeah. Um, it's got a small engine, 1.5 liter, uh, which is plenty enough for that thing to get it up and sure. down pretty much anything. But I was just concerned about how sort of tall and
0: and uh, what uh, about tires? Thing. What does it sit on in terms of a compromise between these? Road these and come
2: out of the showroom uh, as standard generally with uh, road suited tires, which aren't ideal, mm. um, especially on on those sort of rocky hills. And uh, you know you, you you need that extra little bit of traction. You're not so worried about the four wheel drive system on either of these things. That's not a problem. The the tires with the with a weakness in in them okay. two, uh, those two. Uh, we did some sort of undulating terrain. Uh, yep. Some of those wheel ruts were full of mud. Right. Water. There'd been recent rain, um, so that's always a good test did, for did a vehicle. You,
0: did you get to visit your specialty area, which of co- one of your specialty areas, which of course is tyre pressures? Did you adjust <laughs> the tyre pressures at, at any stage, crafty?
2: Uh, uh Yes, yes, hey, we did. We we, we adjusted them only only <laughs> slightly. And when I say uh, we did, uh, that's a lie because we didn't. <laughs> 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 time time was the issue and uh, we so and, and anyway, that's that's also a good way to test a vehicle yeah. because people will will generally be pretty lazy like myself and they won't adjust tyre pressures. Uh, and they won't walk the route before they do it, um, yep. which I generally advise people to do. Well, I don't generally. I always do advise it. people yep. to do because mm-hmm. you just don't know what's there. Uh, I did walk the, the rocks. Yeah. I didn't walk through the, the mud. didn't want to get my favourite jeans. You favorite left the waiters jeans. at home. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But, um, uh, and also, it's, it's a good indication of how much you can rely on the vehicle itself uh, yeah. and its four-wheel drive system, drivetrain, uh, that sort of thing, how robust it is. If it can be driven on the incorrect line through any obstacles – And if it can go on road tyres with road pressures. That's good. And and both the things. I mean, I won't spoil it. Um, We did have loads of fun. There weren't any breakages. There weren't any um, recoveries. Human or
0: mechanical. (laughs) Yes.
2: Um, But, uh, yeah, so, and you'll be able to watch that video. It will go live. um, Well, it will be live by the time you hear this, as well as the two separate reviews.
0: Okay, so so it's really Horses for Courses, isn't it? Power to weight. Being, you know, on the
2: chimney the side of things, yeah. absolutely, yeah. That yeah. thing, that thing is un, un, unbeatable in terms of Amazing. that because it's so Amazing. light. Uh, but, but that's not taking anything away from the from the jeep at all because that thing is also point and shoot effective um, on, on most uh, on 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 pretty much all terrain.
1: But, but, but. We should talk about the prices, mate. Oh, the
2: prices, yeah. Because well, obviously, was, yeah.
1: before we go there, yeah. you can get a cheaper version of the three-door Wrangler. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Sport yeah. S, the sport, it's yeah. called, which is essentially 10 grand less. Yeah. yeah. But it's still almost double the price of the Jimny. Yeah.
2: The Jimny is about 25 grand wow. for the order. yeah. For the order. Um and, and for that, you get a very capable four-wheel drive. Uh, the Wrangler Overland, the one that we had as tested, was more than twice that price. Also an effective four-wheel drive, but twice the price. price yeah, so sure. So, and, and it just depends. I mean, storage space-wise and sort of versatility, flexibility. Uh, Maybe if you've got the money, you'd angle for I'd have, Wrangler. I'd have
0: a Jimny in two different colours. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <So that'd laughs> there be you the go. Nice yeah.
2: yeah. So twice the price. Good point, Matty. Lucky you reminded me. Um, yeah, and that's... Uh, Obviously, in any buying decision, that's a massive factor. Sure. Your cash, how sure, much sure. cash you've got to throw around. Yep, so. yep.
0: All right, well, that'll be able, you'll be able to view that and read Ooh, all yes. about it shortly. Oh, yes. Good. Now, we're going to move to our garage yeah. and what's been in it, what we've been driving um, during the preceding week. I'm going to kick it off. Good. Uh, we are talking about sedans yes. a little while ago. We were. So now there's a new Mercedes A class sedan. So it's been in hatch form for a little while mm-hmm. in Australia. Now a sedan. So, the big difference is that it's 130 millimetres longer yep. um, and a little fractionally higher, about six millimetres higher than the hatch version. Um, but that gives you an additional 60 litres of boot space. So, you've now got a boot that is 430 litres big. That's a big boot. It is. And it's a the, massive the limitation boot. often with the smaller sedans is the aperture of the boot. You know, a hatch, you can open up that door and you've got an enormous space, yeah, you can yeah. shove stuff in there. But Merck has made this aperture like close to a metre wide and very wide between the bottom of the rear screen yeah. and the boot lid, so you've got lots of space to put stuff in. It's quite accessible.
2: So, so it's taken it almost out to the metal. Like the, it's, like it'd be, yeah, when
0: you look at it, uh, there's yeah. plenty of room to get yeah. stuff in there. Yeah. Um, so you've got your A200, which at the moment is the, the kind of flagship just under fifty thousand dollars before on-road costs, and an A180 is arriving next month. Uh, sorry, in August, uh, at just under forty-five, forty-four nine hundred before on-road costs. They both got the same engine, a one-point-three-liter uh, turbo petrol, um, just different tune. Mm-hmm. So one of them's a hundred kilowatts and two hundred newton meters. The other one's hundred and twenty kilowatts. 250 newton metres the the 200 has got the slightly bigger power and you can the story's up and a video's up about the the car at the moment but I think the three takeouts for me on the car were ride comfort um, steering feel and noise as in the lack of it Um, it rides like a longer car I think a hallmark of a good small car is if it feels like it's bigger not Mm -hmm. in a clumsy sense but in a a Ride sense, and this settled, car does, sort of, yeah, yeah, really composed. Mm. Um, the steering feel surprised me how much connection you've got with the road yep. when you're steering the car. And even on those coarse surfaces, where on rural roads, the bitumen, it was nice and quiet. It's a really, it's a city car that keeps its kind of touring ability up its sleeve. Mm. So, um, oh, I, was, yeah. I was pretty impressed by it.
1: This kind of turns
0: cool. the the whole argument about small cars upside down a little I know. bit, doesn't it? I know. Like,
1: um, if in that luxury segment, that is a busy busy I area know.
0: of the world. And look, some of the initial feedback on the video was that people just cannot justify that kind of money for a for a small four-door car, and, yeah. and that's fair enough. What I would say in its favour is that it's well-equipped and it is beautifully put together. Yeah. Um, How much
2: is the thing? Sorry, so did you say that at the, the start? One, the
0: 180 is just under uh, 45, okay. and the 200 is just under 50. So there's about $5,000. Okay, what's that
2: equipment. engine like? Good. It's yeah. not
0: you're not talking performance territory, yeah, yeah. but it's not sluggish either. Okay. It it kind of gets the job done. Yeah. There's plenty there. The torque maximum torque comes in about 1500 mm, revs, so yeah. around the city you've got that nice pickup. Yeah. Uh, kind of Personality, of the car, and on yeah. the highway, there's more than enough for and easy we, cruising and overtaking hmm. and what have you.
1: We can expect that engine to roll out into the well, it's in B class, I think the um, GLB small SUV yeah. that's oh, yeah. coming as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's yeah. again, okay. let's have as many bites of that pie and as it's we a can. Seven yeah. speed, yeah.
0: seven speed dual clutch. So, yeah, with that many ratios, you're typically in the sweet spot yeah. for a lot of the time. Okay. so yeah, it's wow. a pretty good combination. Yeah. yeah, so awesome, impressive. We will move I'm on, crafty. Back to your good self. Mm. Again, we're going to talk about more than one vehicle because it's in the context of a recent story that actually Matt's been the author of. Mm-hmm. That's right. But yeah. fill us in, MUX and Trailblazer. Uh,
2: I was privileged enough to um, to be uh, with Matt on a oh, towing thanks. test. Oh, you. Just, just all around privileged to be around Matt. No, um, <laughs> no, we, we did. Uh, we, we took our mob and we did a, um, well, he did a towing test and yep. I was along for the ride. Uh I was pleasantly surprised with the two things, like the the Trailblazer and the MUX. Uh, we towed, what was it? It was probably two, almost 2,700 kilograms. Yep. Uh, so, you know, a decent-sized caravan. Yep. Uh, a fair bit of weight on the back, which is probably about right or perhaps a little bit more than what people would generally take on a, on a caravanning trip these days, like the things I see around. Yes. Um and, uh, There's,
0: it's a camper trailer explosion as far as I've seen <laughs> on the a, highway. Camper oh, trailers are it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 There are a fair few of <laughs> those. My, That's for another podcast, mate. Don't jump the gun. Yep. Um, camper trailers. In we, there. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but I was impressed, uh, with pulling power of both those things. Um, they're pretty close-ish in terms of, well, everything. Yes. Uh, there are some sort of differences in refinement, uh, all around refinement, uh, steerability, yep. uh, driver and passenger comfort, uh, but they were a whole lot better than uh, some of the Utes we took a few uh, weeks back. Um, okay. And these are essentially wagons built on, on Ute U- platform. Yep. so you know, yep. um, they, have uh,
1: the, they have the advantage of having the multi-link rear suspension yeah, rather than yeah. the, the leaf spring. That's rear, right, that which does settle right. things down a bit. But like we found, you know, the, these two—if you're picking either of them. You you probably have slightly different priorities depending on what you're doing, and yeah. maybe maybe you are uh, towing something a little bit smaller, and that could really impact which choice you make. Because you know, as we saw, you'll have to wait for the video uh, and the story about the fuel use. Mm. You know, like we're towing, we were towing nearly three tons. It was just me and Crafty in the car, um, and we're seeing ridiculously high fuel consumption for that sort of vehicle For my, for, in my opinion but we weren't driving them like most people will probably nah. drive them. We yeah. were driving them yeah. to the speed limit yeah. um, you know yeah. trying to keep up with traffic you know not yeah. Yeah. impede
0: traffic. And you, you, you were on the left hand side of the road which yeah. is unusual for you I know <laughs> yeah. you you tend to well, treat that as optional? Yeah,
1: pretty much. I'm always overtaking <laughs> no matter where I am.
0: <laughs>
2: you should have been in the passenger seat, mate. Jeez. Um, but clothes. also <laughs> but also the loop, um, I mean, you designed it so it would include a bit of everything. And th- and that's what people do. They do a little bit of chopped up backcountry road. Yeah. They do a little bit of highway, a little bit of urban stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of everything. Um, sure, it was an abbreviated loop. We weren't doing 500 kilometres or whatever yeah. someone might do on their way to... To a caravan park, you know, down south or up north, but it included everything. It gave us a good idea, well, you know, a pretty damn good idea of of how it'd go in different circumstances. And a, yeah, that fuel use. I mean, that's that's a great point. But the you know the cost of how much fuel you use may not be a big factor. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe you're you're cashed up, or you've you've you know you've you've included that in your plans. You know how much yes. it's going to yes. nudge. But also, again, just touching on what Maddie said uh, quickly. You get out on the highway and you're cruising. It's it's gonna it's gonna sip a little bit less than than what we were, you know, than okay. what we recorded. Yeah. So
0: cool. All right, good. Now, Matt, mm. to finish off this yes. this uh, little bit, tell us what you've been driving. Well, I gave my dad a present on the weekend. I uh,
1: turned up and parked a Porsche 911 Carrera <laughs> S in his garage. Yeah, one forty
0: third <laughs> diecast. Yeah, was it still in the box? No? Still in the box. Never touched. <laughs> oh, okay. Not a fingerprint. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so I, I
1: went and I took it down to Cooma where my parents live, and um, I, yeah, Dad, you know, he thought, you know, it's, it was his birthday weekend. He thought, oh, thanks, boy, you know, yeah. you've given me a great gift yeah. here. I didn't know yeah. you were doing that well for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, not, a, not just, a, just want to mention that. Not now. a 265 <laughs> grand plus all the options. Yeah. It was a $308,000 car, car or something. So yeah. um, beautiful car, lovely looking car, this yeah. new 911. Um, some subtle tweaks and changes, but also a few more dramatic uh, design changes front and rear. You look at it compared to a existing 911, you sort of go, oh, wow, they've done a lot more than you realise. Yes, um, And, you know, referencing uh, the older generation 911s with the rear treatment, um, beautiful, crisp lines on the yes. taillight yeah. uh, that runs across the back. Just, But then there's other things. Other things like <laughs> the badges which look oh. a little cheap. Oh, really? And mm. uh, the interior which has lost some of its luxury
0: um i mean they've feel. gone for
1: a more technical feel yeah. uh with like lots of hard uh sorry black um piano black plastics okay. and you know buttons that aren't really buttons yeah. and things that aren't triggers anymore you okay. know like yeah. the last generation 911 was was there were lots of buttons yeah but it it all felt like it should be there yeah i think uh, that that's yeah. a great point
0: uh, I, I also think in driving it so much of the car now is aluminium mm. um it's body in white so nothing connected to it is lighter than the previous version yeah overall it's fractionally heavier because yeah. extra stuff's been put into the car but it managed to maintain that very nimble feel yeah. so dynamically it's still a uh, brilliant yeah. car to oh, drive
1: and it was it's fast yeah. like uh, it is silly fast yeah. like yeah. you think that's the Carrera s they've got you know typically in the 911 range they've got about 11 million steps to go um yeah. what's the
0: fastest one going to be like it's well that'll be, be interesting it's to gonna find
1: break out break your face <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right now speaking of breaking faces it's time for musk watch Okay, let's kick it off. First of all, um, Twitter. Mm. We need really go no further when it comes to (laughs) Elon Musk. But Elon (laughs) tweeted that, quote, On Mars, I like to drink my coffee in this mug, end quote, with a link to the SpaceX merch shop um, online selling an Occupy Mars heat-sensitive coffee cup. Right. So it had a picture of Mars and then Occupy Mars text, whatever next to it. So, uh, uppity Jupiter Girl, who was also on Twitter. Oh, I love Jupiter Who Girl. describes herself as recu- recklessly pursuing utopia, molecular, bio- molecular biology, <laughs> nanotechnology, space, astropaleontology. She's co-founder of At Jeez. Real Scientists, and she's a dinosaur evangelist. What? <laughs> What? What? Responded with, that's quote, Hey, super space genius, that's the moon in total lunar eclipse.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. So he's got a picture so of so the, the lunar moon. Yeah,
0: Instead looking of on, his,
2: on his Mars on the coffee mug. mug. Uh, oh, so think it was actually,
0: it's quite famous as it turns out. It was a lunar oh, eclipse mate. from July 2018 oh, wow. when it was the blood moon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. Uh, the deer oh, leader replied hey, with two crying laughter emojis and another tweet saying, moon two. <laughs> He you know, likes to drink, you know, use the coffee cup on the moon as well. Uh, then, we also, during the week, uh, BGR, which is actually short for the Boy Genius Report, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's a technology category leader among early adopters, savvy technophiles, and casual readers alike. Mm. That's how they well, describe it. Wow, they
2: themselves. cover all bases. Covered yeah. the
0: SpaceX launch of a Falcon Heavy rocket oh, in yeah. the early hours of I Tuesday morning. saw a bit morning. of that the other day, didn't I? Mm. It was delivering another 24 satellites. Out wow. into the uh, space place. A lot of junk in the air. So yep. the side boosters landed a okay and they did their brilliant kind of thing where they mm. land themselves mm. back on the ground. Mm-hmm. But the centre core booster narrowly missed its landing and splashed down in a fiery ball into the ocean instead. It's this ship that's meant to accommodate (laughs) You wouldn't want
2: to be stand-up paddle surfing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So SpaceX has now failed to stick the core booster landing with all three of its Falcon heavy um, exercises. Right. And and Elon on Twitter said, look, the high entry force and a heat breached the engine bay and the centre engine TVC, which means thrust vector control, failed. So he's across it, he's all over it, and you can presume that the next one won't be you know, the fourth in a row. We'll we'll watch with interest.
2: You've got to worry just generally about them, <laughs> about this company. But um, a company that can't source the correct image of what they want <laughs> on something as simple as a coffee cup, yeah. and they're making your car, oh. you're, you're going yeah, well, you to, yeah, maybe mars. I'll get in a Tesla. Yeah, 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 that's it. But, you know, wow. Mm. Now, I mean, spe- speaking, of Tesla, <laughs> speaking of Tesla,
0: speaking of Tesla, the New York Post, that uh, August journal, the New York Post, <laughs> via news.com.au... Still going. ...has said that um, Tesla shares work. popped briefly on Wednesday after a leaked email showed Chief Executive Elon Musk telling employees the company is, quote-unquote, on track to break its deliveries record. All right? So, right. Um, we're on... Tr- this is what Elon said. We are on track to set an all-time record, but it will be very close. However... If we go all out, we can definitely do it. All right? Well, wow. from the super coach. So whether that email just was on the slide, yeah. having to leak out yeah. there, you pump up the price, yeah. who knows? It's yeah. just speculation. Yeah. Um, Purely. In other Wednesday news, uh, the Post reports that Tesla Vice President of Production at its Fremont, California plant, Peter Hochholdinger, left... Sorry? To- Peter Hochholdinger (laughs) left the company. He was hired from Audi three years ago, uh, was in charge of improving the Model S and X production and helping to build cost-effective manufacturing for the Model 3. Um, And so the post says it's unclear why he left. So there's a bit of pressure on production right now. And right at that moment, even more, this yeah. person walks out the door. Yeah, Jeez. so we'll, it's a constant story. It, it is. Isn't we'll it? see what happens. Three <laughs> years is pretty long tenure, I got to say, is, at, yeah. uh, at Tesla. But and still, after Audi, he's yeah. left at an inopportune point, which brings us to the share price. So the shares are at the moment 219, $219 down from 226 last week. And these production numbers are critical. They're going to be announced for the end of quarter and end of the first half hmm. of the year. Yep. So a lot of people holding or looking to buy or sell tel- uh, Telstra uh, Tel Tesla, Tesla shares Tesla. are watching this with bated breath. So Goldman Sachs has actually cut its Tesla price target down from 200 to $158 on wow. predictions of falling demand. So there's that, and hence the maybe the leaked email mm, about, you know, yeah, we're going yeah, yeah. to get the all-time record. to give things a bit of pep. And CNN Market says Tesla short uh, stock shorters think Elon Musk is bluffing, right? So they've gone out there with a story saying they think it's all a bluff, that okay. they're not going to get there. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. short sellers are piling into Wouldn't the stock despite CEO Elon Musk's claims that the electric vehicle maker could deliver a record quarter at every level. That's what he said in a shareholder meeting. Mm-hmm. His short, the short float is worth a whopping $10.2 billion, more than a fourth of the company's market capitalisation, is short sellers tipping their money in there, Wow! betting that it's going to go down. Tesla has promised between 360,000 and 400,000 deliveries for the whole of 2019. If it manages to hit 90,000 deliveries in Q2, its total shipments for the first half of 2019 will come in at just over 150,000. Right. Which means it'll have to deliver more than two hundred thousand vehicles in the second half of the year to make the lower end of its full year guidance. So they're just under the pump, aren't they? they are really absolutely under, under, the under the pump. The yeah. pump. Yeah. Under the so pump. all these shareholders are looking with like well, what's There's the going a, to happen? a lot, what's going lot to there. Yeah. There's a lot riding on it. <laughs> so it's going to be super, super interesting.
2: What a rich source of material though oh, for, for you know. In for every us. aspect. Yeah. yeah. Every yeah. aspect. Yeah.
0: And with that. I think we've reached the finish line, and thank you, Matt. Thank you, and thank you, Crafty. I oh, know, thank you, and thanks to our producer, Mr. Pritchard. He's back and better than ever, <laughs> and um, he's got trousers please. on this week. It's <laughs> he has, unreal. He's wearing pants, which yeah, is he's unusual. Wearing pants. <laughs> please get involved and let us know what you think. Um, search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CGPodcast, or email us at comments at carsguide au. Hammer, get that email in there, and good let on us you, know. Hammer. Well if done, you're a man. listener, remember you can watch us on YouTube to add some colour and movement to uh, to what we're talking about. If you're enjoying the podcast, tell others about it. Tell your friends, tell your family. That'd be great. Thanks. Tell your mum. Until yeah, next week, tell your hit me at 50 and there's an 80% chance I'll live. Hit me at 80 and there's a 50% chance I'll die. Hit me at 100 and I'll break my hip and fall down the stairs.
2: That's <laughs> 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 a shocker. <laughs> Ah, dear me.